morning, and thank you for joining me once again as we continue uh, this devotional series from unbelief to belief. Uh, we've been thinking in particular the last few days about uh, what I call the unbelieving believer, helping us to, to think through uh, how to minister the truth uh, to those that uh, make claims uh, that at least as far as we uh, can evaluate lives, uh, we should be concerned about. So if you have a Bible and it's handy, open it to James chapter 2. We're going to look at verses 14 and 17. Very controversial verses over the course of the history of the church uh, in that uh, as the Protestant reformers uh, uh, kind of uh, focused in on the great reality of justification by God because of Christ through faith in Christ, uh, uh, many became a bit uncomfortable what James says here. In fact, uh, uh, the, the great reformer Martin Luther, and listen, Martin Luther said and did some things that are regret regrettable. All of us have, okay? So, uh, you know, maybe lighten up a bit on, on poor old Martin. But uh, Martin Luther even questioned whether or not James should be in the canon. And I've, I've seen the quote. I'm not sure this is necessarily exactly what he said. But he call, uh, I've seen where he called it a, a rather strawy epistle, uh, meaning that he, he had some concerns uh, uh, for it because of the way James expresses in our passage under consideration uh, the essential and intrinsic connection between faith and works. It's an important uh, relationship to, to think about, and, and, and there's a real sense to where uh, our, our eternal destiny hangs in the balance of how we understand uh, these things. So let's talk about it. Let's read first and let's talk about it. James 2, 14. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving uh, the th them the things needed for the body, what good is it? So also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. He goes on to expand upon that just for the sake of our time today. We'll focus in there. But um, again, he begins with a rhetorical question. Again, a literary device to cause you to think and to answer. So is it any good to claim to have faith but have no works that are consistent with that faith. Well, the obvious answer is, uh, you know, it's not a good thing. It's not something that uh, can, uh, can happen. He goes on, can that faith save him? Can a faith that does not work save an individual? The expected answer is no. He illustrates this with uh, an example. Uh, is it really loving and compassionate to say to those in need, hey, hope it all goes well with you, hope you have some food, hope you have a place to stay, Go get them. Is that loving, or is it loving to actually do what you can to meet that need? And so his uh, kind of summary premise is that, uh, that faith and, and works uh, come together in the life of the believer, and faith without works is actually dead. I think the implication is, is this, that because of the work of regeneration, uh, the believer lives a life of active obedience. Now, we have to maintain an exceptionally uh, distinct difference between 
faith and works. We are saved by grace through, through faith in Christ, period. That, that is the way God saves us, okay? And that if we think that anything we have done contributes to our salvation, there's a, really a sense by, by definition, by technical stringent definition, you're lost because we must rely on Christ alone, not Christ and his uh, ability to cause us to do that which he counts towards righteousness. No, 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 no. We must rely upon Christ alone. And that, again, I've, I've said this dozens of times over the years. If you're relying on your decision, your baptism, your piety, whatever, and we're not relying on Christ, you're lost. We must rely on the finished work of Christ. But the person who believes, who genuinely is converted, the reality of that works its way out in a life of obedience. So if there is no ob obedience, the diagnosis would be that the faith that you claim is a dead orthodoxy. You may confess and believe and understand all the right things that God has sent His Son into the world. His name is Jesus. He was born of a, of a virgin. He lived a perfect life. He died an atoning death. He rose from the dead and one day He's returning. You may say all those things and believe them, but if that belief has not worked its way out in obedience, in, in works, there is a real question. Has your faith met the biblical standard of actually believing unto salvation? And so that's really the, the presentation there. And he illustrates with the life of Abraham. And it seems like maybe I've gotten real close to the line over the years. I was listening to a, a recent podcast or YouTube video uh, addressing some concerns about a, an issue flowing through the Presbyterian Church that's been going on for about 20 years uh, called Federal Vision. And uh, I remember kind of hearing about it years and years ago. Didn't think much about it. Didn't, didn't really understand what the controversy was. And I'm still not exactly clear where all the pitfalls are. Uh, but one that was pointed out is that uh, those that put forth this federal vision have in, in some sense uh, joined faith and works together in an unbiblical way and basically said that uh, uh, salvation is gained by some synergistic type uh, uh, relationship between faith and works. And you, you start treading very close uh, to the danger zone by saying those things. Uh, works are the essential, the necessary, the intrinsic, the logical, the natural result of faith. But they're very much distinct from faith. They're necessary in that they bear witness to faith. And we can't ask the question, if there are no works, is there genuine faith? And, and sometimes it's hard to tease out. And the example that uh, uh, James fleshes out for us is the example of Abraham. Well, what if he'd have said, listen, God, I know you want me to offer Isaac, but time, I'm, I'm, I'm really time-pressed right now. And, uh, you know, Sarah's kind of been on my case about being gone so much. And if, if I wander off with Isaac and, you know, on and on, all kinds of excuses, no. His faith worked its way out in obedience. If he had said no to God, was there really faith in trusting God to the point that he would obey him ultimately? 
And so that's, that's a diff- difficult thing to tease out. Again, there's a distinction. There's a line between faith and works. But when we look back across our lives, it is works that validate our claim uh, to, to faith. And uh, as James says uh, also, the demons believe. That is, the demons are great orthodox theologians. Uh, they believe everything that the Bible presents about Jesus, but they're not saved. So in a sense, you can believe everything the Bible says about Jesus and still be, unlo- still be lost because, again, you must be born again. Uh, there must be something uh, that is so changed that your life gives evidence that indeed God has so worked to not only cause you to believe, but to cause you uh, to work in a way that's the cons- consistent and persistent reflection of that faith through which you were saved. Again, kind of a, a tough discussion. You can very quickly err on one side or the other. Uh, we would not want to err on the side of what's called uh, antinomianism, that uh, all you got to do is just agree that these things are true and you're saved. Uh, no, we, we wouldn't say that. Uh, but we'd also be very careful uh, that uh, we, we, we humans have an innate desire to contribute to our salvation. And if you think by your works you're contributing, uh, you're in a very dangerous place there as well. Uh, that instead of relying on the perfect work of Christ, uh, you're in fact saying that that work is deficient and defective and that you must add to it so it will be perfected in your life. Very dangerous position to have as well. So I hope this is a blessing to your day, and we'll look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.